host for mildly pretentious, semi-uneducated, and highly unqualified opinions on movies. I am Kayla. I am one of your hosts here, and I am with the other host, who is... Noah, that's me. That's your other host. You Um, are. The other host, which isn't one of my 2020 favorite movies, but you know, it's in there somewhere, probably like... I think 60 or something. I don't know. Um, we're talking about 2020 today. The last time, hopefully. Um, yeah, it's a new year. First episode of 2021. New movies, hopefully. But we'll be talking about old movies, too, here. Yeah, so what we're going to do is we're going to give you some recaps of the year. What we liked uh what we were looking forward to and whether or not we actually got to see any of those films that we talked about last year yeah we did one of these episodes last year um i listened to it we sounded so naive we were so excited for so many things we had no idea what were some of the movies we were excited for um so we had tenet which we saw we didn't like tenet though i don't think very as much as we wanted to uh, French Dispatch, which didn't come out. Yep. Um, I'm thinking of Ending Things, which we also saw. Also, we didn't like as much as we wanted, I don't think. Uh-huh. I was looking forward to Scoob, <laughs> which was... Yeah, we were very excited for Scoob in the episode. A major you, you disappointment. You talked about Scoob for a lot. Yeah, we have a whole episode on Scoob if you guys want to hear how disappointed we were. Um, um, yeah, very It was a sad day. Uh, what's something we liked here? Um... The Five Bloods I was excited for, which I liked. Uh, we'll get into that more. And apparently, you have it written down here that I did not even know that it existed. <laughs> you didn't know that The Five Bloods or Mank exist. You learned about it for the first time in the episode last year. So, yeah, a lot of yeah. learning in that episode. Did you even watch Boys in the Band? You have it down here. I didn't. No. Um, um, did <laughs> I thought the trailer was okay, and then reviews came out, and it just was mm. not at the top of not my worth. list. Uh, gotcha. I think it's so gotcha. hard with uh, plays that are, yeah. what is yeah. the word, transferred to a different medium. Yeah. I just and we don't... had that with... Um... Ma Rainey's Black Bottom this year. Yeah, which also, I, I don't. Think, I'm not um, familiar with the play, but I'm familiar with the play of Boys in the Band, and mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm. the play is fine. So I I was looking forward right. to it, but just it just you know, it was just one of those things, you know. We also had Hamilton, which was uh, not as successful of a play. Discreet. It was really nothing. It was that was not. not no, it was a video of a play. It was I mean, just a video Hamilton, of a play. But- they were like all these close-ups and i just wanted to see the dance sequences and then they kept like close-ups on their faces yeah. while they were singing like i want to see the background i wanted like a two versions where like i videoed a play once did you know that illegally not that no not that you, okay not that well. you would ever know that no when i was at school <laughs> i videoed a play for the theater department and it was just me and so i ran wow. two cameras and so I had to edit in, like, the close-ups and the wide shots from three different nights where the music was, like, not at the same pace every night. And then also had to edit all three different endings. It was it was bonkers. I got paid, like, $150 for it. It was really ah, bad. Man, that's a, that's a bummer right there. Also a bummer, I said I'm looking forward to 2020 in last year's episode, which was the last time I ever said those words. 
Um, but I also did say that uh, when we were looking ahead to movies in 2020, that the year looked like it would be maybe more rounded than 2019. Uh-huh. Um, and maybe not in the way that I thought it would because there's a lot of movies that like I didn't know about that I kind of saw this year and uh-huh. I liked. But I think I was right. I think that this was a more well I think this well- was a good year. year. I mean, 2019 had like the heavy hitters at top. But I, when I'm looking at my ranked list, I like... I would say I like my top 40 in 2020. Like I would be like, I'd watch that or I would recommend them. And I only would say that for my top 20 in 2019. I'm looking at my list right now and I would recommend roughly my top 40. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like some of them aren't like amazing. Depending on like the person, maybe up even to like my top 50. So speaking of your list though, how many movies did you have on it? Like, how many 2020 releases were on your Um, watched this year? uh, 85. 85. Okay. uh, I did 96. I feel like we, that's, we are pretty high than, I feel like a lot of people didn't watch a lot of movies this year. Like, new movies, I mean. Yeah, we Um, got through a lot. I mean, streaming really covered our bases, I think, for a lot of them, though, but. Yeah, I agree. I mean, yeah. You know, that was just how the year was, though. So, how many movies did you watch in total in 2020? Let me just see this real quick. Do you want me to go first since I have it up? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. So, I watched 544 films in 2020. Mm -hmm. I don't know that I tagged every single film right because the numbers don't totally Mm -hmm. match. But it was roughly 426 feature-length films. Mm -hmm. And... Uh, a hundred and two short films. Wow! Wow! Yeah. Um. So yeah, I had five sixty. Um, four sixty of those were um feature length, and I'm just like filtering by letterbox. So I think it's like forty five is the cutoff they do for short films, and then short films was like um seventy something. I think I don't remember the exact number here. I can find it if I just yeah ninety five. Okay, it wasn't seventy. It was ninety five. Um, short films. But some of those also include like spe- like featurettes maybe okay, or like yeah. little short documentaries that were on Letterboxd. Um, but yeah, it was a pretty it was a pretty packed year at least in yeah. terms of what I watched. I had forty five point three average per month and ten point five average per week, which I feel like yeah, is that's a, a lot. That's basically what I have. Yeah, it's it does feel like a lot. Um, but you know, uh, it was a hard year and. That's what uh what got us got me through sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the day that you watched the most movies? So like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, it was Tuesday. I watched. That was what yours was last year too. Really? It was a Tuesday. I watched eighty-eight films on Tuesdays in twenty twenty. Wow. Mine was Saturday, which is what I had last year too. A lot less cool than just like randomly a Tuesday. Um, yeah, but... I don't really get. I don't, I don't really get that. Why it was a Tuesday? Well, last year you said I think it's because last year your theater, which isn't this year, this didn't happen, but last year your theater had more like daytime showings on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That's what you said in the episode, anyway. Mm-hmm. So that made sense. But this, it might have just been a coincidence this year because yeah, or maybe like I watched a stuff. bunch of short films on a Tuesday one day. Who knows? Yeah, yeah, Could be yeah. any number who, of reasons. Why. Who knows? There's there's so many reasons. There's 13 reasons why. Packed year, packed year. A uh, lot of just more rewatches than I usually do. Um, but mostly what was just your you know, most watched film? 
I only watched five twice. I don't watch movies three times. Oh, usually okay. <laughs> Never mind then. Um, we can just pass. So it's on not that gonna one. be very interesting. It's not, well, you could say yours. <laughs> it's just not gonna be very interesting for me. I watched thirteen going on thirty five times. <laughs> Look at that. Look at that. And I watched Knives Out four times. And then mm, I had a couple that were like, you know, twice. Mine are all twice. But I mean, even so far as like maybe I didn't watch them that many times in a year but like i rewatched a lot more that i already seen mm-hmm. which is a bigger deal for me i don't usually do that a lot i mean it was only 11 percent of my movies were rewatches but that i think was more than last year i think at this time maybe we can get into our top 10 which obviously isn't like the definitive top 10 because we obviously haven't seen everything yet and also sometimes you know you want to switch stuff around like my top 10 is different for 2019 now than it was in the episode last yeah, year. Yeah, mine mine as well, I believe. So, you know, this is just like our top 10 as of now. Um, I would say there's still like a few of these that are pretty much guaranteed to be in the top 10. So Yeah, there's still- a lot of big movies um, that I still have not seen. So we're just going with what I have seen. Yeah, well, you know, it's like we have, I think we have one we have one crossover so there we go that's Um, that is that's so crazy yeah one cross one crossover and they're they're both kind of towards the bottom it's almost the same placement actually it really could be Uh, the same placement how many crossover did we have last year i feel like more than that probably i think like four because our number one crossed over we have parasite knives out irishman um i feel like did i have parasite in my top 10 yeah, you had it at like four, five. Really? I don't know. You did. I don't remember. I think there. I feel like there was one more. Um, you didn't have Marriage Story. You did. Oh, I did have Parasite. In my, it was my number three. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty high. I was gonna say. Um, um. Yeah, we had Knives Out crossover. Um, did Jojo Rabbit crossover? Yes. Um, maybe. I think it might have been in my top ten at that time, but I'm pretty sure it's got Little like, Women. It's at like fifteen now. Book smart. Oh yeah, Little. Lighthouse, yeah, there was way more crossover gems. last year. I mean, last year again was so top heavy that it's like. These are obviously the best films of the year, you know? Yeah. This year, it's a lot more subjective, yeah, I think. Yeah, that's so wild that we have such uh, different... That's that's cool, though. Right. I mean, I feel like you haven't seen a lot of the ones on my list, and I've not seen... I've seen some on your list, maybe like half of the ones on your list. I think there's one... Okay, wait. No, there's there's only two. There's only one that I haven't seen. <laughs> I was gonna say, I'm pretty mind. sure you've seen all of these. No, I haven't seen. I haven't seen one of them. Um, so we can go ten through six, five through one. We don't want to like spend an hour on each movie, but just and you can also just look up our ranked list on our letterbox. I mean, and look at all eighty-five. Yeah, see of my where ranks. we ranked your favorite movie. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully higher than than you would hope. Yeah, you don't want it. It's probably eighty-five for me. Artemis Fowl is my 85. Oh um, my gosh. So I'll just go quick. My top, my 10 through 6. So my bottom 5 of my top 10. Okay. Um, so, and again, just like a couple of sentences about each, I'll just say. So my number 10 is Mank. We have a whole episode on this, so I really don't have to say very much about this one. I really wanted to watch it one more time before this episode, but, you know, life time. And it's, I, I, I was yeah, too tired. Yeah, I'm very happy for you for liking that movie. I, I'm, uh, number nine is Let Them All Talk, which is Steven Soderbergh's uh, new movie on HBO Max. I I don't like High Flying Bird. I didn't like that movie. 
I didn't mind the laundromat in this movie. I I would I love this movie. I think it was really fun. This is probably the most fun movie I've seen this year, um, or the most fun I've had watching a movie, and maybe my favorite soundtrack of the year, or a score of the year, not soundtrack. Um, number eight is Bad Education, which is a really solid movie. I rewatched this one again, and it moved up like ten slots probably just because I watched it. I watched it so early in the year. I haven't watched it since it came out. Yeah, I hadn't seen it in so long. And like all the other movies in my top 10, I had seen more recently. Uh, I don't think they'll get many, if any, like uh, nominations, which is unfortunate because I do think that there's some really great aspects of this movie that could be nominated. Number seven is The Father. Uh, This is a really great movie. I can't wait to watch this one again, especially I don't want to like give too much away. But when you get to the end um it's one of those where like when you watch it again i'm i'm i assume there's a lot more like um like when you see it already knowing the ending and knowing what's going on um because the first time is like you're watching it unfold in front of your eyes and then the second time it's like okay so i under i understand the ending i know what we're going towards so it's just a little bit of a different viewing experience i assume great anthony hopkins performance i honestly think that he might be my favorite performance of the of like my favorite best actor performance yeah um but i don't know we'll we'll see i haven't seen that one yet so boy state is my number six uh which is my uh, my favorite documentary of the year because there's none higher than it this is a really great movie this is uh like i like when documentaries feel like movies Mm, um they feel like a real story that i'm invested in but it's still like a documentary and this is just an amazing movie and it also has a lot of Mm -hmm. like um political implications that you can kind of draw from it and also some some great some great side characters um yeah so those are my 10 through 6 very cool i haven't seen that one either you should you would i think you would really like that one yeah it's on my i'm i'm looking forward to it i just haven't taken the time to actually like right right sit down it's riveting too it's like goes by really fast all right i'll do my 10 through 6 um my number 10 is sound of metal which was Mm -hmm. an amazon original uh very good very good the yes. production is really impressive um mm, audio mm-hmm. wise and just the way that it's shot in the kind of more chaotic in your head type sequences i think are really cool mm. and interesting mm-hmm. and the performances are really good uh mm-hmm. number nine is frederick wiseman's city hall yeah, this uh, is the one I haven't seen, so there we go. <laughs> four and a half hour long movie yeah. on the Boston city government. Um, hey, that's Boston. That's close to me. There we go. Yeah, that's where we met. You basically watched a movie. You, you basically watched a movie of where I live. No, anyway. Um, no, <laughs> I I've been Hall. to Boston once. I don't know anything mm-hmm. about Boston. Uh, so this is kind of just a look into. The way the city hall different operations function for the city and then kind Uh of showcases some people as well. Uh, Mm -hmm. He does a really good job of balancing, like not taking a side, you know? I feel like that's really hard for documentarians Mm -hmm. to do, but he really just showcases um, and balances out kind of the cruelty of government uh, and then kind of the differences it has with the people who are affected by the government. So mm, it's interesting gotcha. uh, if you want to sit down for four and a half hours and watch it. 
Right, right. Did you watch this in one sitting? I did not. I usually watch okay. his movies in one sitting, actually. Um, but this is a, long, it's a very this is like immersive one of longer experience. Ones, I watched. We'll talk about him later. He's on my list. Okay, to talk we'll talk later. Later, later. Um, later. Coming soon. My number eight mm. movie is yeah. Netflix's We Can Be Heroes. This is the Shark Boy and Lava Girl basically sequel, it, even it, though they're it's not, not. They're not in it. They're not in it. He doesn't talk. No. They don't give him one line. Li- They've disrespected him <laughs> so hard. <laughs> They're literally not even in it. Um, it's not about it's them like at all. It's like five minutes. No, I look. I will defend this movie till the day that I die. I think it was so wow. fun. Um, obviously, it is so cheesy. It's a kids movie. It's silly, and you listen to the plot, and you're like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard." Well, you're not really selling this movie but, here. <laughs> but, 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 okay. It has great morals for kids. It's fun. The kids' characters are interesting. They have a lot of diversity in the children characters, uh, which I think is really important for kids' movies. And especially, like, kids' movies where they have superpowers, uh, because mm. kids maybe like there's a kid who is in a wheelchair and so yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that that is a really good message for kids to kind of see that and be like wow I can be a superhero mm. too he was the best character too I think he I was love the so wheel- cool the, whatever his he, th- he was wheels was his nickname wheels which yes. Is a bit of a yikes, but you know. Well, they kind of, but they kind of make fun of it. The kids gave him the nickname, so it's like, yeah, you know, it's a kid thing. Uh, But I love that, like people like Pedro Pascal is in this movie that. Because you look at stuff like not. Th- I- I'm sorry. I'm making this whole episode about this. This, this is movie. a lot. This is a long <laughs> spiel about we can be heroes. <laughs> Bonus episode. But you look at stuff like Spy Kids and those kind of bigger kids movies that came mm. out um, when we were younger, and they have these really big stars in them that play these mm. like really silly characters. And I like when serious actors play silly characters in kids movies because it just like. Shows that it's fun. Anyway, moving on. My number seven is um, Bad Education. Our one crossover. Which, there it is. It, there's our crossover. And I, there it is. These last, like, four, they, they're really interchangeable in their mm. ranking. Um, my mm. number six is The Odd Family Zombie for Sale, which is mm. a foreign film that I've talked about before. I watched it through oh. Alamo's Lost Tweekend film 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 festival here and Mm -hmm. so fun i bought it watched it again introduced it to my family i think it's hilarious did your family like it wait you introduced it to your family (laughs) 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 um no it was it was funny uh they enjoyed it and i'm not really like uh even it's this is a movie that i'm surprised i liked so much because i'm not like necessarily uh it would fit more in the horror genre because it's like a zombie movie and that's not usually what i would kind of lean toward uh but i think it was very good and i would recommend watching it if people are interested yeah i didn't like it as much as you but i would still recommend it just eat like because it's so creative that like if they're like if you like it then i think you'll really like it you know one of those things 
Mm-hmm. Um, cool. So those are our bottom five. So now our top five, the the five uh, musketeers. What are the? F- There's Fantastic Four, Three Musketeers, Five. Golden rings. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking for that one. Um, okay, number five is Soul. For me, we have another episode on this. So I mean, if you want again, if you want to listen to my thoughts, listen to that. I think that's one of our best episodes, so you should listen to it if you haven't. Um, number four is Defy Bloods. We also have an episode on this. <laughs> um, but I did rewatch this one again um, just because, again, it was one of the ones we I saw earlier. I think it was June it came out. Uh, and this movie is dope. I love this movie. It's definitely not for everyone, and it's really um, like experimental in some cases. Mm-hmm. But like Spike Lee is experimenting with all this insane stuff when he's like in his what is he in his sixties? Well, Andy has a super established career already, so yeah, he's sixty three. Like... like, and this is like one of his most experimental films. I feel like, and I mean, he's been experimenting with stuff. Even like Chirac was hugely experimental in twenty thirteen. I think that was um, so really cool. Like this movie a lot. Um, number three is Nomadland, which again I would can't wait to rewatch. Um, Frances McDormand probably will win Best Actress. Really well shot is the thing. I think the only thing that held me back from like putting it at even maybe number one uh, is the ending. It does that thing where like you think it's gonna end like five times, oh, and yeah. then it just doesn't. So maybe if I watch it again and I know when it ends, I'll be it will make more sense. But like the pacing in the last ten minutes was like, what is going on? Okay, I love this movie. It's number three, so I'm just saying bad things about it right now. But there's this one thing that really that really bothered me so much. So it's a gorgeous score, and it's this really sweeping score of like it's there's a lot of like um, montages of just her driving. It's like this sweeping, it's like this beautiful, beautiful uh, shots. And then there's a shot of this, these guys playing guitar and singing. Mm-hmm. And it uses the audio of them singing and playing guitar w- over the score. Oh, I hate that's that. That's been like, it's literally, it's. No, I it's, hate it, it. It took me out of, it's, ah, uh, jeez. Yeah, I, don't, I just, no, I hate when that happens. I, that is like one of my movie no. pet peeves. It was a no from me. Um, I still haven't seen that movie, one. Otherwise. I'm excited to see it. You will, I think you'll like that one. Uh, Minari is number two. This is a beautiful, this is a really nice little movie. Yeah, see, this is another one that I feel like would be a lot higher, like, if I had seen it, would be yeah, high I'm on my sure. list. Yeah, I'm sure. This is, like, really reminds me of, uh, not in, I mean, not at the same caliber, but Parasite last year, just because the family dynamics. Mm, yeah. And it's a really great family ensemble. Um, and the little kid is so cute. He's, He's so great. cute. He was really He cute. was just cast in a movie with Elsie Fisher. We stand. He was. We he stand. was. We can't wait to watch that one. You'd love to see it. And then number one is The Assistant, which is a, a bit of a, a curveball there. It I is. was going with all the with all the easy ones, yeah, you know, and you just got ones. hit in the head. Yeah, The Assistant. You got hit in the head with a baseball curveball. Um, this is, yeah, I love this movie too. I watched this one again just because, like, it's my number one. And I wanted to like, I didn't want to give bad content. I wanted to make sure I believed in what I was saying. Yeah. So I watched it again for the podcast. Um, and it's really good. It's my only five-star movie of the year. Um, wow. Both of our number ones are our only five-star of the year. Look at that. Consistency. <laughs> look Consistency. at that. Who would have thought? Um, look at us. This is another movie where if you don't like, if you don't like the style, 
then you're not going to like it because it's really all the style and the atmosphere, Mm -hmm. uh, which is usually not what I like in movies. I am very narrative driven. But this was one where like the style felt like it was the narrative almost Mm. Um, even more than the dialogue or I mean, the dialogue does push the story forward. But even the way the dialogue is um, edited and the sound editing is more important than maybe the words. Mm-hmm. And there's one other one thing that I'll point out that's just amazing. Um, and I forgot it that it was a part of the movie when I rewatched it. So I was like, I got it twice was just not to give too much away, but it's basically like the, an assistant go figure mm-hmm. in uh, a movie producer's uh, office. And the movie producer is not a good guy to put it in the easiest way mm-hmm. possible without giving too much away. And they, show you that kind of or like they give you the fear of that she's feeling when she's in his office uh you never really see him but when she's in his office cleaning up or when even when they see show a shot of inside his office by putting this really faint high pitched sound in the sound mix Mm -hmm. so it's very quiet film but that you they put it right there and it's annoying it's an annoying sound it's like what that what is that but it's only they only do it when they show his office and it's just really mm-hmm. it's like little touches like that where it's like ah oh, so good great movie on it's on hulu it's on hulu yeah it's one i am gonna watch <laughs> yeah 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 hulu all right I one second i gotta put is. on some chapstick and it's across some the sunscreen room. did you catch that asmr i did Top five for you. All right. Here is my top five. My number five is And Then We Danced, uh, which mm, is a great f- movie. So good. Um, it's a foreign language film. I watched this one um, a- as a virtual screener at the beginning mm. of the pandemic. I've been mm-hmm. meaning to rewatch it since it's been on Amazon Prime now. Yeah. Uh, yeah that's where I watched it. Uh, it's just like... There's so many things about this movie that are so good that I've yeah, thought I about know since then. Talking about it, um, yeah, more people need to watch this. It is a beautiful queer film. I, I think, no, I'm not gonna say it. I was gonna say that I think it's better than Call Me by Your Name. Um, oh, oh, but I don't, I don't like comparing movies like that. So right, right, I right. took it Especially back. Like, I took it back before right. I said it. They're take each, it back. They're take very back. different movies. I'm sorry. I'm gonna edit take that out of the podcast. <laughs> it's a def. It's definitely different. They're like completely different tones. Um, no, this this movie's so good. Uh, it's about. It's set in in Georgia, <clears throat> the country. Uh, not Atlanta, Georgia, Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia, because it's great because I want it because for my after I watch it, I wanted to do a lesson plan set on the Gregorian like vocal. Yeah. And their music. Then they were. But my teacher said it was too European and I had to pick something more Mm. like so I picked Vietnam anyway. Yeah. So (laughs) he's this dancer and. There's a lot of these really interesting dance sequences because it's a very specific style of dance, uh, which is apparently very big over there, and really just beautiful, beautiful scenes um, Mm. where there's this, like, love story-ish. I mean, it is a love story, but it also isn't a love love story. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I w- it is kind of like Call Me by Your Name. In it that is, way. yeah. Uh, and some similar. really cool 
shots. Like, there's this really cool, I think about it often, like, one-take shot that I would love to just, like, watch over and over and over at this party. You can. It's on it Prime is. Video. I, I know, I know. You can. Where he, like, I mean, I don't want to spoil it, but basically he just gets up from a room and walks through mm. this party and then looks out a window and the camera, like, goes through the window. And mm-hmm, it's like, mm-hmm. the first time I watched it. It's like David Fincher level Yeah, the right first there. time I watched it, it did it. And I was like. Wait, 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 wait. Back that up. Watch that right. minute and a half again. Like, what just happened? Uh, because mm-hmm. it's so seamless and it's so nice. Yeah, highly recommend. Uh, okay, my number four is Promising Young Woman, which I loved. I mm-hmm. saw it a couple weeks ago with my sister-in-law. And we talked about it, you know, once the whole movie was over and kind of like process through it and we're able to you know walk through different parts of the story and i think that helped my viewing experience i don't know that Mm. i would have liked it as much if i had i mean i probably would have still enjoyed it if i had watched it on my own but i think Mm. uh watching it with someone else which is something i haven't done a lot of this year uh really bolstered up that experience for me to because it's it's a heavier movie uh, but it's also really fun yeah. and has some great set design, uh, great costumes. It's uh, good performances. Yeah, really good performances. Interesting story. Uh, very fun. Uh, mm-hmm. My number three is another round, which is I always think of Hamilton when I hear that <laughs> title. I just another foreign film. It. Um, it is. It is. I loved this film. It was so interesting because the whole time I was watching it, I was like, yeah, I really enjoy this. Uh, Basically, it's about guys who are drinking, doing this, like, drinking experiment to test, like, blood toxicity levels of, Mm. like, a constant uh, alcohol level. And the whole movie, I kind of was just like, "Uh uh-huh, yeah, I dig it, I vibe, like, this is fun. And in the last, like, ten minutes the final 10 minutes of the film just like elevated it to a whole new level for me and pulled it all together and it was like so good and I finished it and I was like what like I need to process Mm. through this and uh just a lot of really interesting ways of looking at addiction and depression and loneliness and living as an adult and like kind of getting lost in being an adult and having like a job that you're not sure about and you just kind of stuck in the grind and then also dealing with like the depths of grief and how Uh to find uh joy in the midst of grief and it's just so good it's so good um and i've listened to the song like there's like a final song song. yeah it's called what a life and I've listened. What a life! <laughs> I've listened to it like so many times because it's such a vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, my second movie is speaking of music, David Burns American Utopia, which this is one of those that's like, does this count as? It's really hard to rank. I ranked it. I didn't rate it. I did but not I rate it, it either. Um, and it's I had hard a hard time trying to decide if it fit into my list. But then I was just like, who cares? And yeah, also, fire. like, it's tons of other movie. people have put it in their list. So I was like, it really oh, yeah. doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. I liked it, so I can put it in my list. Uh, but right. this is basically, like, a Broadway 
show that was taped. Uh, mm-hmm. But just and directed by Spike Lee. Uh, yeah, Spike Lee killed it this year. But it's just like there's all this great choreography, and it's so interesting mm-hmm. because there's so few people on stage, and they choreograph this show with like two dancers, and then the main singer, and then like the musicians, and then there's right. maybe like a couple other. But people the singers kinda... also kind of sing too. They yeah, yeah, yeah. They're backup them. singers, the... and. Yeah. It just is so meticulously coordinated and tells this, like, really beautiful story across the two hours that is the show Mm -hmm. and the music. Mm -hmm. Um, I wish I could have gone to this show. Yeah, like, I feel like going to it would have been, like, an out-of-body experience. Yeah, and I feel like this movie hit harder, too, watching it at home during the pandemic because it's, like, an experience you can't have and, like, isn't possible right now. So it was just really and really nice seeing like all this music just bring all these people together and they were all singing and I teared up a little bit just because it's really nice. Everyone got so excited when he played some of his the Talking Heads songs. Yeah, it was so cute. good. It was a good. He's also really nice. I like him. He's too. a cool dude. He's a cool. He's a cool guy. I want to go on a bike ride with him. I would love to. Could you imagine? Let's do it. Let's do That'd it. That'd be such a good time. Um. So my number one movie of the year. This, the best movie of the year. The best <laughs> movie of the year. My only five star. Yeah, look at that. And also totally out of left field because I don't think like anyone has heard of this movie. Mm-hmm. And this, it's Scoob. This is uh, yeah, Scoob! <laughs> uh, exclamation point! <laughs> Gotta get the punctuation in there. Scoob! Right, right. This is Morona's Fantastic Tale, which mm-hmm. is a French animation that tells the story of a dog who has multiple owners so Mm -hmm. it tells this dog's life story through the three different owners beautiful 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 it's such a unique animation style because (laughs) stop (laughs) because it combines um like 2d animation and then like some kind Mm -hmm. of 3d type stuff and 3d sort of landscapes and then each person has like a different animation style so like yeah, as you're right. going through the three acts of the movie and each different character, the animation suits the personality of the character that you're mm-hmm. like and the world around them too, which is so crazy. And this yeah. movie is like, in my opinion, the best animated film of the year. And I don't understand why people aren't talking about it and why it's not. I feel like, like no one's even heard of it. Yeah. No, I only heard of it because someone that I follow had watched it or like had it on uh. a list. And That's so what we love that was how I heard of it. And then it was on Hoopla. And I was like, Hoopla! And, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I was not expecting this movie to, like, be so... Like, I knew... Okay, so it starts, and in the first, like, three minutes, I think I was already We're at crying. 40 minutes in this episode already. We <laughs> haven't even gotten to we have a note here at the top that says, quick listing of top 10 of 2020 releases. Not much comment. Um, it's okay. This will be a long episode. That's fine. Yeah. No, but I started crying at the beginning. I got to, I cried like every single story, basically. Like, right. you know, like, I wasn't like full on crying, but you know, when like, y- you're, well, tears you're up. Te- yeah. welling up and you got a little tears. Mm-hmm. Last, like, fif- 10 to 15 minutes of the movie, I sobbed like I was I sobbed through the whole final 10 minutes of the movie 
tears just like pouring mm-hmm. down my face. I could not stop crying. So good. I would highly recommend mm-hmm. to anyone who wants to feel something. Wow. Yeah. If you want to feel something. And just like kind of broaden nice. your scope. And if you like animation, I think yeah, you should watch like, it just because so uh, this is a very different animation. It's not like anything mm-hmm. I've ever seen before. And I think it it's always good. I bought I bought the Blu-ray before I even finished watching the movie. Ah, you love when that happens. So, that's when you know you. That's that's great. Anyway, that's I our top ten. <laughs> yeah, top ten. The not um, so quick top ten. It's fine. Another little thing we'll do here is we're gonna each list four uh, other 2020 releases that kind of missed the top ten cut. I took some from like you know like. 40 30s and then i took yeah, a couple yeah, from like same. the teens just ones i want to highlight you know yeah like I, these are three to four star movies on mine yeah 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 i think i have one four four i think it's like they range between like three and a half to four to kind of some three uh-huh. yeah mm-hmm. uh so we'll just go back and forth on this i guess uh, my first one is just overall the small axe films. These are really great movies, and I mean, people are talking about them. I feel like they kind of didn't talk about them enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think Amazon did enough promotion for this at yeah, all. Yeah, I agree. Like, I don't think anyone realized that this was like what this was, or that they were rolling one out a, one out a week. Because like it was exciting when they were rolling them out. I was like, oh man, can't wait for the next one. Yeah. But they're all like legitimate movies. I mean, one of two of them are like 60 to 70 minutes but they're all like beginning middle end like full-on movies yeah, which yeah. is incredible that he could do all that my favorite is red white and blue uh but they're all so different that i think that everyone is going to have a different favorite and can mm-hmm. get like something out of any one of them um great movies very cool uh my first pick for this is papisha uh which is an algerian film you know what's so crazy about this when I was researching this? It had, supposedly, I couldn't find a video of it, but the director, um, who's this awesome, amazing woman who grew up in, uh, like, she was Algerian, and she grew up mm-hmm. um, in Algeria in the 90s where this movie is set. So basically it's set um, with, like, th- this young 18-year-old girl, uh, Papi... Pa- wow sorry papisha means pretty girl in algerian and it's Mm. this girl who she wants to become a fashion designer basically uh but there's like a violent civil war and political unrest uh because of the islamist insurgency that's like overtaking algeria and so the characters focuses on the main girl uh whose name i'm not even going to try to pronounce um but she's amazing best performance in my opinion, of the year. And uh, just, it's very intense, though. It is a very intense film. Mm-hmm. Uh, but parts mm-hmm. of it are based on yeah. the director's um, personal life and the mm-hmm. university where the girl goes in the movie is similar. Um, and sort of this idea of young girls being forced to live in hiding, uh, but having these like dreams and aspirations that are just so hard to reach because you're in this type of bubble where your life is being completely controlled uh, by what you wear and how you act and what you're supposed to be learning in school. So it's a really good film. Uh, But I read today that it had a 10-minute standing ovation at the Cannes Film Festival. 
which mm. is a longer standing ovation than Parasite had. Because Parasite had an eight-minute standing ovation. Yeah, it was eight. And that was, like, a really big deal. And mm-hmm. this one supposedly had about a 10-minute standing ovation. And I was like, how come no one ever talked about this movie? Uh, I think, yeah, I think it came out at an unfortunate time. I agree. Um, um, no, it's I think was the thing. It's a, it's a very good movie. I would highly recommend. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's, yeah, it's very good. Uh, my next one is uh, Shiva Baby, which is uh, it's really short. It's like seventy something minutes, which is a perfect, perfect, perfect. Yeah, I love it. Uh, this is the story of um, a Jewish college student. It's really hard to like. I don't really want to give too much away because like it all kind of just unfolds as she goes. But basically, she is uh, give. She's like a sugar mama for this guy. Uh, he's older. He's like 30-ish. And, but she, her parents don't know it, obviously. And she goes to the Shiva on the same day as she's seeing this guy in the morning. She goes to the Shiva. And he shows up there and apparently he's like part, like a dis, like a second cousin removed or something. Or he's like, just someone knows him. I don't remember. He's part of the family in some way. Wow. Uh, sugar daddy really, cousin. It's really really good That's like the way hot. that they play out all the dynamics and then with i don't think he's a cousin i don't know how i don't remember how he's related i think he knows someone there like he's a family friend maybe i don't think it's a cousin but he's he like apparently everyone knows him which is kind of weird that she didn't know him at that point but it's just the way that they play the dynamics and the way that they get you in the head of the character because obviously this is like a really in a it turns into more of like a like a really like big um like turning point experience mm-hmm. uh for the character in the way they kind of get you in her head and they um i don't know it's just really good and great performance uh lead performance uh i hope she gets something i mean i don't think this is a weird movie i think for the academy to to recognize it just doesn't really feel like a movie they'd recognize unfortunately uh which is stupid but i hope that like some uh some festivals or whatever yeah this is one that i'd really like to watch you would love it's a really good movie and even even though i'm not jewish and like i really i can't relate to anything like technically about the character like any technical details personal details like just the same like the the whole family dynamic thing um a lot of the family dynamics really and just the whole kind of core of the story i really kind of related to so i feel like it's a really relatable movie in that way even if you're not like jewish or in that exact situation so my next one is unpregnant which was an hbo mm-hmm. max original movie with, uh, do you know i've seen three i watched three movies by this director last year without knowing it because really i have like a i have a bad movie club and she directed a lot of uh bad movies awful, like she was so it was sunday school musical oh god um, and a sherlock home movie with uh with a dinosaur and uh, it's kind of like a steampunk dinosaur Sherlock Holmes movie that was definitely ripping off the Robert Downey Jr. one. Uh-huh. Um, but this movie is a lot better than those. But it's just funny, like, I watched three movies by her and I didn't read it. Yes, know it the like director the of, of Escape from Polygamy. Wow, I didn't watch that one. Uh, no, I have seen, um, she directed a couple episodes of Looking for Alaska, which I have seen. Mm. Yeah, this movie was really fun. Uh, it stars Haley mm. Lou. Haley Lou Richardson and up and coming star Barbie Ferreira, who is in Euphoria. 
Mm. Um, she's awesome. Uh, but it's basically these best friends who like were best friends growing up, but they're not really friends now. And Veronica is one of them, and she finds out that she's pregnant. But she's 17, so she can't get an abortion in her state because she needs parental mm-hmm. consent. So she's like, mm-hmm. oh, let's go. I need to go to Albuquerque. And she, like, takes – sorry, I'm giving the whole plot of the film. You're kind of – I mean, but I feel but like it's kind like of in the, the title. Synopsis. No, she – she, her best, uh, ex-best friend um, was in the bathroom ex-best. at the school when she took the pregnancy test. Like, God, why are you taking pregnancy tests at the school? Um, but yeah, her bad, best friend sees it, ex-best friend sees it. And so she <laughs> agrees to take her to Albuquerque. So mm-hmm. it's this fun it's like road, road trip. trip movie, which I love. I think road trip movies are so fun because mm. each like different destination is like this new thing and it's, yeah, it's kind of like a like a lot of vignettes almost yeah it's like uh, there's some comedy in there some funny parts some interesting mm. characters mm-hmm. there's also some very sweet special parts Moments. uh between the friendship and just mm-hmm. uh and family. With Kelly uh, it's so fun this movie's it's not good, for yeah. everybody <laughs> It's, 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 I think it's enjoyable. Uh, I think what's really interesting is that this and then never really sometimes always have like uh, almost the exact same premise. Mm, yeah. Uh, but they just, uh, they have such different tones and approaches. Yeah. Uh, so it's kind of like a companion piece to that. I feel like you could kind of watch both. And it's just interesting to see two different approaches to this basically like a very similar story. Yeah. My third one is Baku Rao, which I saw on the Criterion channel, which is, I, I like how they're kind of highlighting more like modern cinema mm-hmm. too. It's kind of cool that they're doing that, um, especially because this is really how I heard about this so long ago. I just didn't know it was this good, mm-hmm. really. Like I didn't know. It, I just kind of saw it came on like in March, but then I only watched it in um, December. It's a really good movie. It's like a, it's kind of like an it's like an action movie, I guess you could say. Uh, there's a lot of like political themes that you could get into um but it's basically like this this village baku baku rao that's the village it really unfolds as it goes but it's basically like tells the story of, it shows the story of their village and then how they're kind of try, be under attack or they're trying to be erased by um i again i don't want to say because it's kind of like it's like a reveal but basically it's like their their village coming under attack um from this these kind of like hired guns mm-hmm. uh and it's like them them discovering that and then the in the great climax um is the battle which i guess you'll have to watch it to see how the battle happen ends up uh but it's really good really violent so if you don't like violence then i would not watch it a lot of blood there's ufos in it too so wow uh, we got some cool we got we got that yeah this one has been as a, yeah. on my watch list like for a long time and i just mm-hmm. have not watched it so I've got another one to share about here. Uh, this one is Seven Stages to Achieve Eternal Bliss, which mm. is such a wild movie. It premiered at Tribeca in 2018 and then now just only got like a distribution release. So mm. I watched it randomly one night. Uh, it's about a, kind of like a new couple, I think. Not like a new couple, but like I think they're like a newly married couple or newly engaged. Mm. I don't know. They move into this apartment new couple. in a big city and they later find out that the apartment 
is where <laughs> this cult uh like has these ritualistic suicides where they get Yikes. through the seven stages of their cult manual or whatnot and to achieve eternal bliss, eternal bliss. they kill themselves <laughs> in the bathtub and so they like obviously are very freaked out by this but mm. then eventually they're like, maybe we should help them. And right. so they are like helping these people basically commit suicide. And Taika mm. plays the cult leader, Storch, um, just like a smallest role ever. But he's like this random cult leader with like mm -hmm. a swirl on his head. And he like shows mm -hmm. up as a ghost and is like, you know, talking nice. about killing themselves so it's cool. it's really weird um sounds sounds good it's not amazing but it's mm -hmm. one of those movies that i watched and i was like you know what that was a good time yeah right right similarly uh, i put this one on the list i mean i it's definitely i think the highest one out of all of these it's like number 12 and i just wanted to highlight it because i hadn't i i, I did really like it and also i feel like ever there's like no one talking about this movie and like no one liked it so i wanted to talk about it for a second this is on the rocks this is a great great movie this is a really cute movie some of my favorite uh soundtrack of the year uh just chet baker is a is a legend it's great great artist rashida jones and bill murray have great chemistry i think bill murray um is like uh best supporting actor worthy in this i think he's really good um, I mean, he's just playing Bill Murray, but it's also like there's a bit more it goes a bit more into his character and it's kind of almost a study of his character, even if he's not the main character. It's kind of about like he kind of lords over each scene, his presence, even if he's not in it. Just uh, it's really interesting. Um, but I th this is a really cute movie and I really I really liked it. And it's really funny and light. I don't know. I just feel like everyone hated this movie so i wanted to, i didn't I wanted hate to it. it i gave it three stars well no i i not wasn't really talking about you there was like just like all these two yeah, stars no, I I was just, like, come on yeah i'm it's, not it's, it's it's a fun movie i'm it's, not surprised that you like this movie it's in new york i mean we can't yeah go to new york no anymore. it's definitely not a bad watch i think it's a good it's, like, it's a like, tight Tight relaxing evening you know yeah there's some fun there's some fun scenes get yourself a tension. drink on the rocks and watch on the rocks on the yes rocks. i there's there's sometimes when i'm watching a movie where i have to pause it for a bit uh just because like if it's i'm just like because if like i know something's about to happen mm -hmm. and i'm just upset about it mm -hmm. like there was some a movie i watched last night where i had to do that because i was like this is so annoying why i just have to talk to myself huh. and i had to do that in this one uh during uh, a key scene at towards the end oh thank you for um, sharing that <laughs> and i watched this in the theater so right you i didn't do have that. that issue um you didn't you didn't, you didn't have that that ability no that. i did not should have just called up like can you pause this really quick just <laughs> yeah one called second. to the pr projectionist like yo buddy right, i'm just right. gonna need like maybe <laughs> 45 seconds a cool uh, a cool five stop running the tape uh <laughs> Yeah, so my fourth one is Vampires versus the Bronx. <laughs> mm -hmm. This was a Netflix spooky time movie. Uh, basically focuses on these kids who live in this Bronx neighborhood, 
and a lot of the kind of local shops and business owners are being bought out by Murnau Properties. And mm. the main kid, Miguel, is organizing a block party to save the Primo Bodega, which is kind of like his mentor's shop and him and his buddy's hangout place. So this group, Murnau Properties, is... This movie is all about gentrification, which is so crazy. But they, it turns out that they're vampires, and they're basically, oh, like, representing the rich white people who are taking over, mm. and ki- they're, like, killing the shop owners. Like, they pay them a bunch right. of money, and then they eat them. And oh. the kids know that these are vampires, and they have to, like, go into the vampire nest and destroy and kill these crazy vampires, and wow. the adults don't believe them, obviously. Um, so it's fun. It's a it's a fun vampire film for young right. people, but it also deals with like all this really crazy subtext um, mm. about people in the Bronx being forgotten and how like the people who are these rich, awful vampires like literally say like we're doing this here because no one cares when people from the Bronx go missing. And so it's this wow. like rich Subtle. subtext, <laughs> you know, that's being backed in. It's good. It's good. I would re- next right. Halloween watch Vampire vs the Bronx on Netflix. Hubie Halloween Vampire vs the Bronx. Yeah, double feature. Double feature. Double feature. Uh, one more thing we'll do before we go to an ad break here. I think we could just run through these each individually. I'll just run quick through mine. You could run. Through yeah, yours. we don't need a lot of talk on these too much um these are just movies we watched in 2020 that we really liked and they can be from any year mm-hmm. um so i'll just go through mine mm-hmm. uh wendy and lucy i have which is one of my new favorite movies it's really great i know you keep um, telling me to watch it it's <laughs> and really I just good have not i never here's the thing i don't really cry at dog movies i'm not that i'm that i cry at really dog movies thing. this movie i cried at i cried at this movie very hard um, I cry at dog movies. So, I cry at Airbud when he's like puts out the pudding and he goes across the ferry and he's like, "Go, yeah. go, just go!" But yeah, it's this is a great movie. Um, and I I don't remember where I watched it, uh, but it might be streaming somewhere. Uh, I think it's streaming five out somewhere. Five. Um, my next one is Shoot the Piano Player. I also put this one in there because I just watched a lot of Truffaut movies this year. And this is one that uh, I maybe liked a couple, maybe more that I watched. I just think this one no one really talks about. It's really good, and I love I'm a I love a p I'm a piano player, but don't shoot me. Um, it's it's fun. I the ending is definitely not great. That's kind of at least fair part. Just the way it ends is a little su- sudden for me. I mean, it was sudden when I watched it. Maybe if I rewatch it, it's not. Um, but it's really fun. It's about like this. Uh, Actually, I'm not gonna say he's a piano player and he's like, and he gets it's about this these, piano player who doesn't want to get shot. They get shot. Yeah, it's it's a, but it's about his past life, um, and like how he try was like a really big concert pianist, and then this big tragedy happened, and then he kind of changed identity, switched identities, and like is now a pianist, like a bar pianist basically, and then he gets involved with like some this these uh, big this evil plot, and these guys kidnap him. It's really fun um we love the 60s french movies edward yang films i put here both ye and brighter summer's day uh i watched both of these this year because you know you're at home and they're like three hours something movies. brighter summer's day is like basically four hours and you know what else are you gonna do so i watched both of these they've been on watch list for a while and they're both 
big surprise. They're both very good. Um, and my last one is The Big Heat. Again, I did watch a lot of Fritz Lang movies, and I think, I mean, M is probably the, the best one I watched. But I put this one because I also really like Scarlet Street, but I've already talked about that one on the podcast. I put this one because it's just really fun. Um, it's like a really fun, like, detective movie. Um, but it, it's, it does have some deeper themes and, uh, I don't know if they die, but someone gets very, uh, injured because of, they like get thrown, like someone takes a coffee pot of hot coffee and like throws it on them. And then they kind of like almost died basically from the hot coffee. At McDonald's. It's a great movie. It's about the McDonald's lawsuit. This is, this is about the, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it's about. Um, yeah, I really like Fritz Lang. I'm, I'm, he's one of the directors that I got into over quarantine. Mm-hmm. Uh, very cool. Since it's my turn, I should probably stop eating my peanut butter M&Ms. Peanut butter M&Ms? Peanut butter, peanut butter M&Ms. M&Ms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Because wow. have you had I've these? Had those, yeah. I think I they're like better them. than peanut M&Ms. Wow. Hot taste. I don't know. Is I'm not like a super big, I'm like mixed, you know? On M&M's. M&M's are fine. Not that, fine. not that we're having candy talk. Um, They're fine. So I've got a couple to share here. To not, like, talk about Le Circle Rouge forever. Um, I kind of threw that on here, but also wanted to talk about maybe some other Melville films. So Le Circle Rouge was the first Melville film that I watched. I think I watched mm-hmm. it, like, in February. And ended up going through... I love heist films. They're, like the best genre of films to ever exist um because they usually combine film noir which is like also one of the best genres of film in my opinion and then they're also like true crime yeah like mix with this crime type it's so good um so i watched the circle rouge and then went through most of melville's other films um, mm-hmm. I think I got through maybe like 10 of them in 2020. Wow, so I'll that. finish the rest of this. I think I have like three more to watch. Um, mm-hmm. My favorites were Le Circle Rouge, uh, Leon, Morin, Priest. They're all French. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, if you like French films. Um, and that one was interesting because that Who one's doesn't? not a heist yeah. film. That one mm-hmm. uh, stars my homie Jean Paul Belmondo, who's wow. so cool. And then my other favorite is La Deleuze. La Deleuze. I, I like. I took French I, for I, like three years in high school, and I still can't pronounce can't anything in French. But I love that one too. That one's a like a heist mm-hmm. crime, you know, shoot heist, up. Fun. And that one is so great because it ended up giving me my like avatar for letterbox that i have so if mm-hmm. you've ever wondered mm-hmm. where my letterbox like profile picture comes from it's mm-hmm. from that movie because mm-hmm. he makes this face and it's like a peace sign and that's my thing he came for my brand and so i was like wow anyway uh wow. the second movie i have is donkey skin by jacques Demy. Um, who I also love. He, I, I'm planning on yeah. watching through. I think you talked about this one. I think I did, too. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to talk about it again and kind of cover, like, he also did Umbrellas of Sherberg, which mm-hmm. I I've also really one, enjoy yeah. and would recommend. Um, but I just wanted to say that, like, I got into his filmography, and if you're into, like, colorful set designs 
and also films that have some sort of musicality um, that's not like some of his like Umbrellas of Sherberg is all music, uh, but Donkey mm-hmm, Skin mm-hmm. has some Literally. music. <laughs> and so it, he just is so interesting and quirky and fun. So if you're looking for something that's quirky. like super quirky. out there, uh, but also right, French yeah. and artistic, he's the way to go. A lot of French stuff we have here. Look at us. Yeah. Look at us. Look at us. <laughs> Who did that? Uh, all right. Uh, then I also Batter threw up. on Little Fugitive, which mm-hmm. I loved. Um, so this is a film, a black and white film. It's set uh, where this kid basically gets pranked by his brother. He's like a little, bo- like the younger brother. And mm-hmm. his brother and his friends prank him into thinking that he shot and killed his brother. And so he, like, runs away and spends, (laughs) like, the day and night in Coney Island. And so it's just this kid living his best life, eating ice cream, riding the horses. Like, it's so fun. And it's just, yeah, it's such a good time. I love it. What a guy. Five-star film. He he is a little fugitive after all. He is. So the final thing that I've got on here, which I said I would Mm -hmm. roll back to later, is I got really into Frederick Wiseman over this year. I had always known about Frederick Wiseman films uh, because mm-hmm. he's like one of the biggest documentarians uh, because he does these films that focus on very, very real life things. And when he was a student and like first started making films, he made films about things a lot of people didn't know about or things that were very Mm. harsh, like the prison system, hospital systems, like stuff like that. Um, But his films are so long. So, Mm -hmm. like, I watched four of them, and they're all, like, four hours long or longer. You know, like, City Hall was four and a half hours. I watched uh, Central Park and Belfast, Maine, and they're just people living, which is what I love. Like, Mm -hmm. Central Park is just people living in Central Park and people talking and, like, concerts that are happening and, like, homeless people. It's so crazy. His films are so crazy. And they're, like, this oasis that you can just sit, if you like this kind of thing. Uh, but it's like yeah. an oasis. I mean, it's definitely, it's like, if you <laughs> it's like a this, taste. You'll it's like a it, taste for sure. Yeah. Um, Acquired taste. Yeah, I love him. I will eventually watch all of his movies. Uh, but mm-hmm. he has a lot. He has a lot. And they're all long. So it's a big undertaking to yeah, like sit down and watch a four hour movie on, right. you know, the New York Public Library. Like, <laughs> it's a lot. Right. <laughs> Got to convince yourself. Those are just some things that. We loved in 2020 that we just talked about. Um, so we're going to go to a quick ad break and then we'll uh, come back with some uh, movies we're looking forward to in 2021, which newsflash are a lot that we were looking forward to in 2020. And we're back in black back in back sneak attack um cool <laughs> so movies we looking forward to in 2021 this is an interesting year because it's hard there's just so much uncertainty it's like uh-huh. is this gonna come out there's some we obviously know for sure because uh, of the hbo max announcement i mean dune is still up in the air but we still got some like confirmations for the other ones 
but it's still like there's still stuff that we just have no idea like no time to die who knows i got no time to they have no time to release that movie um it's yeah it's it's scheduled for april but that was like a five out of ten yeah uh yeah um so what are some movies you're looking forward to in let me take a sip of my water water time (sighs) refreshing do you want me to just go through my whole list i mean it's kind of short if i if i if i if there we have some crossovers okay let's go over some of our crossovers so last night in soho which is one we were looking forward to last year um we haven't gotten around to yet obviously because it is not out uh so that one and french dispatch as well mm-hmm. and then i think we have more hope for last night in soho coming out this year than french dispatch. I, yes same i'm not i'm i'm still not 100 percent convinced we're gonna get french dispatch this year i'm not either unfortunately. but you know but last night in soho i think i hope that it. it doesn't disappoint so like you know we've been waiting that's like my biggest worry about some of these movies is that we've been waiting for that was right. my problem with incredibles 2 is that we waited what how many years my problem with incredibles 2 is that it sucked okay there's there's (laughs) i had a lot of other problems with it we (laughs) waited 14 years and it was not good (laughs) so yeah yeah yeah. it was an l uh judas and the black messiah we also have which is coming out soon yeah Um, like at the end of this month or something i know the alamo is showing it it's just it's so this is such a weird oscar season because this is decidedly a 2021 movie it didn't i don't it didn't premiere any festivals like it's a literally a 2021 movie but because of the rules it's still gonna be at the upcoming oscars like it's qualified i'm sorry i just think it's so dumb and it fucks up all our lists sorry it it really does you know mad about it but it's like do i put a movie in my 2020 features ranked list if it's gonna be in the consideration of the oscars but if it's a 2021 movie then it should go in my 2021 ranked list yeah it's really confusing I don't know what to do. My OCD is. I know, me. and it's hard. Well, it's really yeah, hard. we've been trying to figure it out for secondhand awards as well. Like, do we yeah. only include movies that are Oscar contenders? Like, how do we? It's a lot. Anyway, I'm it really is. excited for that movie. Um, it's one I've been excited yeah. for since the trailer dropped. I've seen pretty much only good reviews about it. So. Luca, we also have as a crossover. Yeah, Luca. Luca. I don't know. I've seen, you know, they have like what the Looks concept cute. art photo and that's it. Yeah. And then kind of like a very small log line. But like, yeah. I am so excited for this. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I'm really excited. Let's go. Um, let's, let's go. see. Also on my list, I have Raya, Raya and the Last Dragon, Raya. which is a Disney Plus release we'll be doing an episode on it um yeah okay so i'm excited for marvel's the ten rings um i believe the eternals is also coming out this year and apparently black widow you know oh my god i'm not excited for black widow so i don't care about that movie um but i am excited for the ten rings so Mm -hmm. i threw that Mm -hmm. on there i'm excited for supernova which is coming out like this month um, but mm. that's the movie with Colin Firth and Stanley Tucci. Right. Stan both of them. We do. We really do. Uh, and then two that I threw on that are kind of up in the air for 2021. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's Bergman Island and then the Velvet Underground documentary. I also have the Let It Be documentary. So, you know. <gasps> yeah. Big thing the, for. Big, what is big it called? For... Get Back. 
Get Back. Yeah, that's, that's not coming album. out until August. Yeah, I mean, like they already put. They've like been showcasing they, the they, teaser. They've got to have it. Plus. It's a documentary. I don't know how he hasn't edited. It. It's. I'm, well, I'm I like, why did they put the out... teaser on Disney Plus now when it's not coming out for eight months? Yeah, it comes out two days after my birthday or like three days. Oh so. my gosh, it's like a birthday it's present like the, to you. It's like, the best, it's like the best birthday present I could have asked for. I don't think now anything is Friends coming Dispatch out on my birthday in, in August. Let's see what else do I have here. The Northman. Ah, this is gonna be so good. This is the Robert Eggers movie, uh, filmed over over COVID, uh, in this year or last year, I guess now great cast just all of all of like he's got some returning cast members he's got some new ones ah i love robert eggers and i love um i don't know this is gonna be so good uh the green knight which is one that like kept getting pushed back last year and finally got a release date um that's gonna be that's gonna be a good one i mean i don't really like a lot of his other movies which is the funny thing the director's other i forgot his name uh but it's just like you know i'm always down to at least watch a really like experimental art artsy film Candyman is another one we were going to do an episode on this one last year it still looks fun though and i i'm i'm excited for it but we'll do an episode on it this year (laughs) yeah yeah you know well it's coming eternals i have on here too just because like i said this in the last year episode it's just real i think this is the this is the main one that they'll be kind of basing like the new phase of marvel off of um and i'm not like a huge marvel like enthusiast like i like marvel movies i don't like watch everyone i have seen everyone but i don't like watch them like rewatch them and discuss them a lot but they're fun and i just think this one i'm looking forward to mostly just because like i want to see what they're doing next and uh it, how their next phase will look it's just interesting to me um i put on the card counter here which I don't. Do you know about this movie? Uh, I I did read the title of it today. Ah, right. Yeah, this is Paul Strader's movie, his first movie after First Reformed. Okay, yes, this I do know big... about this movie then, but I didn't know that it was yeah. called The Card Counter. Right. This is a big controversy because it got like shut down like right at the beginning of COVID, and he yes. was really mad. Paul Strader, a little problematic, but you, you know, know, good movies. He's himself. Good movies. And, and we've got Oscar <laughs> Isaac in this. Oscar well, Isaac. So I love Oscar Isaac. I will take any Oscar Isaac content that I can possibly get. Right. Also, there's a Steven Soderbergh movie coming out that he started in September and then finished in November. Interesting. So I love, I love, I love it. You know, um, I'm not a fan of his, but I'm glad that you're excited. You gotta, res- you got, you gotta respect the hustle, though. You gotta. Respect I like the um Logan Lucky because it's a heist film. And I mean, like. How are you gonna? How I, I you got? I, he's just amazing. I can't. I can't imagine having that kind of output. Fun summer movies. I also put here again. Black Widow. I mean, we'll see if these come out. But you know, there was like no summer movies last year, and I just want yeah, some cool some summer, summer movies. movies. Godzilla versus Kong. We will get because that's HBO Max. Um, might get. Maybe we'll get Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Top Gun. Top Gun Two. There's a new Space Jam. Um, and then James Gunn's Suicide Squad, which um, don't like Suicide Squad, but I love James Gunn. Is that so... a summer movie? Yeah, I think it's like end of summer, uh, oh, late okay. summer. I thought it was you know? coming out um, sooner, but I, no, I'm not tracking I with it, so I don't know. Um, have you seen the first Top Gun? 
I have not. Wow, we can do an episode on it. We could do We've wow. Never Seen Top Gun with Top Gun 2 Review. Oh, wow. my God. Look at, that. Look at that. We just got an episode right who, now. Who would have thought? <laughs> Look at who us. Who would have thought? Who would have thought? <laughs> Look at um, us, yeah, you have a lot on your list. Um, I'm also ones excited for a lot of the ones that are on your list as well. Right. Oh, Dune. I didn't even say Dune. If Dune comes out this year, I'm excited. But who knows? If yeah, it's I'm out. less excited for Dune now. Uh, now that it's I'm not, been, I, I'm still I'm just not as excited. excited for Dune. But like, I'm still looking. Denis Villeneuve. He's great. I love him. Well, love Timmy's him. in it, so. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but the director. He's a great director. Great cast. Good story. I still haven't finished the book. And Oscar Isaac it. is in that as I, well. I started so. the book in like the well, summer. Well, we were both going to read the book before it yeah. came out. Um, yeah. And that has not it's happened. It's a long but book. I'm not, I mean, school it's started. It's like 700 a pages or something. I'm going to. I got halfway through. I'm going to read it, it before the movie. Not really my thing, but I'm going to finish it because, you know, I finish things I start. I'm I'm like that. Hmm. Um, okay. So, jeez. <laughs> um, okay. Um, so 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 as, so, yeah. so so sorry sorry. So, I'm so sorry. I cut you off. You no, were talking. No, I interrupted. Fine. I was. I'm just saying. As far as 2021 goes for the podcast, we also have some upcoming cool things to look forward we to. We do. We've we've got that will some happen. Things, yeah. You don't have to worry about them coming to theaters. Uh. So if you're interested to hear yes. what we're going to be doing with the podcast in 2021. This is like this is like the board meeting of the episode here. Yeah. We've got like the secondhand film with the board meeting um, for the investors. <laughs> yeah, for the sponsors who are going to listen right. to this episode and decide uh, to get We it. want more interviews, which uh, we did some last year, and we want to try to get some more this year just to kind of diversify content. Yeah, I so if there's any not specific necessarily people you want to hear from, but specific topics, we're going to try to do yes. some maybe topical interviews like mm. movie scores, etc. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. We're also going to do some more series episodes. Um, we, we did a Spider-Man series, and we also did the Back to the Future trilogy. So we have some in the works, uh, possibly... Mm. Well, no, this isn't in the works. This is definitely set in stone. We are right. doing a Star Wars series we over are. the summer. And we're going to sneak peek this to you now because you're here. Right. Uh, but for... Made it to the end of the episode. June, July, and August. Mm-hmm. At the end or the beginning. We don't know yet. Who knows? But we're going to have a big episode each month that's going to focus on... Th- the the three sets the of prequels in June, the, Skywalker the originals saga. trilogy in July, and then the sequels in August. Yep. So we're gonna get into all the nitty gritty of the Skywalker yeah. saga. Yeah. There's there's and there's a lot of nitty gritty. Um. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. What else do we have here? We're gonna. I think one thing that we talked about. We want to make some episodes that are not time stamped. Uh, we did some of this last year, but, you know, I think it's good to have a back catalog. You know, you want to have episodes that can be consumed whenever, and I think that's something we'll probably try to focus on a little bit more. So still do some So if there's any movies reviews. you want um, us to talk about, you can let us know, and we don't yeah. guarantee that we will talk about it, but we will consider it. <laughs> we will consider it. We we'll will, think about yes. it. We'll think about it. I'll think about it hard. It's like when you asked your parents for something when you were a kid, like, well, we'll think about it. And they never thought We're also it. starting a new series. Um, two new series. That's going to be a recurring. I'm sorry. What are the two new series that we're starting? Wait. 
because we're doing movie swap. Oh, the Oscars. Okay, sorry. <laughs> no, yeah. no, 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 no. We don't have yeah, a name for I'm these sorry. yet. Though. Yeah, we don't have a name. That's why I was confused. Um, so no, we're good. starting two more new recurring series. So we have our <laughs> series. Um, two. We have two series already. We have we've never seen, and then we have our triple feature series, and yes. we're starting movie swap. Which is still to be named, probably. Yeah, uh, we, we did, yeah. <laughs> with something so more cool. creative. Uh, but basically, Noah and I will pick a movie that we both like that the other person hasn't seen, and then right. the other person. So we're not gonna be mean and be like, "I know you hate this movie, so you have to watch yeah, it." Yeah, like, like you it's, have to, it's you can't be something. Yeah, yeah, it's movies that we like basically, and that we think the other person will also like. And then well, we watch them. Maybe. We hope. We hope maybe. that they'll like we it hope. as well. I mean, obviously we hope, but yeah, exactly. Um, and so, so that's fun. that series is actually going to kick off in two weeks. So you can join yeah. us on the 26th for the first episode. We of... still don't know what movie we're doing, but we'll figure and it out. And we still don't know the title, but it's going to happen. It's in the schedule. Uh, we also have another series, which is a lot uh, less definite. Like it definitely takes more prep. But basically what we, it's like fix Oscars episodes where we're going to look at an Oscar year. Um, and let us know if there's any like specific Oscar years that you would like to us to look at. You know, we'll consider it. And we'll look at the Oscar year, look at all the nominations, and we'll uh, talk about and discuss each category and say if the Oscars got it right that year or if they should have picked one of the other nominations. So we can't like nominate other things. So that would just be way too much work like to watch all the stuff in one year. But we'll just talk about each category. Like, did the Oscars get it right this year or not? Probably not. Is most of the time the case. yeah this series will most likely start later in a while like, yeah again it takes it, it takes prep but i think now, that it's but it is coming yeah def it's coming eventually i mean even like maybe in the summer you know just we want to make sure we do our homework for these uh and then the other thing is uh i wrote this down i think triple features when we started those that's what we were like trying to do with triple features but i think we didn't really um maybe say it but basically we're just trying to embody like that everyone can like any movie they want uh mindset which is i think basically like almost one of the th- the thesis of the podcast yeah um and that I doesn't think mean we what... have to be nice i'm just kidding exactly um, yeah you, no we you can respect like Scoob, we but, respect um... all opinions here Unless your opinion is that you think Bohemian Rhapsody is the greatest movie ever. That is the only wow. opinion that I will not respect. Yeah, I'm it's just like playing. you'll, you'll I'm say playing. I'm playing. If you'll you say like everyone it, can like any movie they want, asterisk, and then we have like 15 movies that. Yeah, that you're there, not allowed to like. Bohemian Rhapsody, <laughs> Joker. <laughs> Um, La La Land. Joker isn't like. Oh my god! All right. (laughs) I'm just kidding. Um, I'm sorry. Um, no, you're allowed to like any movie that you like, and that's okay. I want to finish that though because I don't. I don't like Joker that much. But I'm just was trying to say it's not the worst movie ever. No, it's. But I don't want people to. I don't want people to come away from the episode thinking that I love it. Okay. I just wanted to clear that up. Yeah. Um, No, it's fine. And I'm sorry that I just La La Land because I know that you like that movie. It's. I mean, it's my, it's in my top four. I know. But, you know, it's I know it's, that it's it okay. Is. And I'm very okay happy movie. for you. See, um, see, this is what we're going for on the podcast. Is, what, is that this is the po- that's this it? Is what that's we're the doing. that's the thing. Is you just uh, listen to it in real time. I don't like Clawa Land. Noah does, and I. This is why in a movie swaps, it has to be movies we haven't seen because I probably might I might pick have uh, picked that. Um, you know, I probably okay. honestly here's the truth. 
I should probably rewatch it and reestablish a new opinion because the first time that I watched it, this is a story that no one needs. Um, the first time that I, I watched it, so it was after it had already been in theaters, and I had a couple friends in college who loved the movie and uh, went and saw it a, like yeah. 14 times. And so all Jeez. I ever heard about was La La Land um, all the time. And then mm. I did not go see it in theaters. And then they had it on oh, Blu-ray once man. it came out. Right. And they said that I had to watch it with them. So I watched it with them. And, like, they really wanted me to like it. And I don't, like, I, my expectations weren't super high. But, like, I just did not enjoy it and, and didn't really care. And then that's the end of the story. Uh, sorry. That's the end I of the story. That was I just not very, but I, I haven't watched it since then. So. Right. Right. And I, I, watching movies with people that love them is like, or like obnoxiously love them is kind of hard. Because I don't as much... hate that movie. I don't, ha- I'm like, I play it up. I don't hate it. Um, I just don't you hate Bohemian Rhapsody. Though. I hate Bohemian Rhapsody. Um, so, and I don't hate things often, but I hate right. Bohemian Rhapsody. Saved, La La Land movie. is probably a middle ground movie for me. But I'm not like, oh my god, La La Land. It's so good. So innovative. It it make... Won it's not, so many Oscars. La La Land is one of the most moving movies I've seen. I cry every time and I get depressed for the, a week the, after the, I watch there's it. There's been a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight, you guys, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight, uh, outro. <laughs> outro. Speaking of awards... Um, we have, we've pushed back the secondhand film awards a bit to end of February, just because we need more We want to make sure we can watch everything. Nope. You know, we want to give the best content again. Yeah. You know, we gotta, we giving... gotta pick the best movies. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> pick the, pick the best ones. Um, and I mean, we've been keeping like a running list of awards all, all year. year. So like, we, we've got we a work big, very we've got a hard on down. this. This is a you know this is we've a lot talked of, we about it episode. often we've worked through it uh we've put yeah. a lot of work into it so we'll we'll start pre promoting I'll make some graphics for it ah nice this year I'm, I'll do I'm like working a on a theme thing. song maybe we'll we gotta... do maybe we'll do nope I was gonna say maybe we'll do a live show but I that nah. is just not gonna happen I changed no, my mind be embar- before be it came out of my mouth. <laughs> Cool. So we got the Secondhand Awards coming up. Next week, though, we have another triple feature, uh, which we've already recorded with Xander Williams. He shares three um, good movies. Very fun movies featuring one of my all-time well, favorite movies two, ever. Two fun movies. Two fun movies. movies. I wouldn't say they're all yeah, fun. Yeah, sorry. Two fun um, movies and then a movie that is a serious movie, but one of the three movies is a fun movie. Is a fun, fun, fun movie. movie. Oh my gosh, we have to end this episode. I know. Oh um, my god, I'm so sorry. I am so 2020, sorry. That thank, this... thank you for the for the for the laughs, the the cries, the. Is this there where we put in like a swooping instrumental track that's like? Where... Da, da, oh, the Old Lang Syne. Uh, insert the Harry Met- when Harry met Sally. Old Lang Syne uh, speech at the end. You know uh, what's crazy? Sorry, I know we're trying to end this episode. <laughs> <laughs> so, I have seen that movie twice now. Great. Movie. I watched it once. Like you hated and it. I did. I didn't. 
I didn't hate they gave it. Give it like a two and a half. I gave it like That's a two and bad. a half. Like I really did not like it. Um, and I think I must like I don't even know why. Like you must have a bad mood. I think I was just in a bad mood. You must have a really bad mood. Um, but I watched it again, like right before New Year's, and right. loved it. So, Great movie. Anyway, maybe that will happen with. Maybe La La that's La what's gonna happen with Lala. Maybe, maybe La La it's gonna be a whole one eighty. Harry met Sally for me. I doubt it, but. Um. Anyway. All right. Well, until next time, <laughs> I'm Noah. And I'm Kayla. And, and we're your second hand film critics. That's what we are. 